1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the
0: 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, did my eyes see at the arena what they saw on TV this morning? I went back and rewatched the first three quarters of last night's game because I was wholly convinced, despite the Thunder turning over the Memphis Grizzlies 20 times, that they were completely outplayed by Memphis. I'll give you my second thought. On that coming up in segment number one, we'll also talk about the drain it's putting on the Thunder to have a committee step up in the absence of Paul George and why that is going to continue to be a problem and which guy on the Thunder does it affect the most. I'm pretty sure you have a really good guess, but if not, I'll tell you anyway. Coming up next, we'll talk about how Russell Westbrook gets um, better throughout the season. I guess that's the best way to put it. You might disagree after watching Russell Westbrook last night. But Billy Donovan said some interesting things before the game because I asked him about his comments about Russell Westbrook being able to push through in the regular season where other guys won't. And I'll tell you why. That can ultimately be a detriment to the Oklahoma City Thunder Then I will tell you what lineup we need to throw out there tomorrow night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Provided that Paul George isn't there. Um, And I said we, yes, I'll go ahead and say we. I'll go ahead and pretend that I am a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, at least for right now. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game at Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I am that all-important credentialed member of the media. Yes, they do let me in the building for games. I run a website called Thunder Maven. Check it out. We post post post-game audio, uh, pre-game video on that website. We also have... Articles from around the web. We do video wraps. That's themaven.net slash thunder. Themaven.net slash thunder. And if you like what you hear on this podcast, subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen in your car. Just tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. So the Thunder get a much needed win last night against the Memphis Grizzlies. And for the most part of that game, I thought sitting in the arena that Memphis completely outplayed Oklahoma City in the first three quarters of that game because they were by far and away the more physical team. And you saw it on display anytime Steven Adams or Jeremy Grant touched the ball inside the paint. They were getting double teamed. They were getting triple teamed. If they weren't, there was a guy like Valanchunas there ready to challenge Steven Adams with a shot. And to the Thunder's credit, despite Memphis playing the zone, doing a good job, packing the paint, pushing the Thunder out, forcing them to take jumpers. Oklahoma City still managed to score 40 points in the paint last night, and that's a big credit to them. Now, were they outplayed from quarters one through three last night. Well, yes and no. Certainly, there was absolutely no doubt they were not the physical team last night or the more physical team than the Memphis Grizzlies. That can't even be tonight. And I will tell you the biggest thing that impressed me about Memphis wasn't the fact that they were so aggressive inside the paint. It's just that they were active all night long deflecting balls, doing their best to set up their own fast breaks, making life difficult on the Thunder, even the hard foul that Avery Bradley put on Dennis Schroeder when he was going up for what should have been an easy layup. I had no problem with because that's the kind of defense that I wanted to see the Thunder play last night. They were coming off that Four-game losing streak, I wanted to see them be aggressive, and so did Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan had stressed to the Oklahoma City Thunder prior to this game that their identity without Paul George was going to be defensive first, and they were going to have to be active, they were going to have to be aggressive. Well, Billy Donovan did say after the game last night he thought the Thunder were active, And at that second look back that I had in the second quarter, especially from guys like Raymond Felton and Dennis Schroeder, you saw them doing everything they could to poke the ball away from certain players on Memphis. Actually, pretty much every time that Memphis was coming down the court, a guy like Raymond Felton was doing everything that he could to disrupt somebody, throw them off, and not give Memphis an opportunity to get back and set up in that zone defense which was causing the thunder a lot of problems last night especially Russell Westbrook and if you want a lesson in how to play Russell Westbrook from here on out the Memphis Grizzlies gave you the blueprint i never thought about this okay i'll admit okay i may not be the most savvy x's and o's guy and this is probably one of the best way this is probably one of the best ways for you to tell but when it came to Russell Westbrook last night He was asked after the game by Royce Young, what was Memphis doing to keep you from driving to the basket? What did you see? And Russell gave that answer. Nah, nothing. Didn't see anything. Well, what Russell saw last night and what I saw last night, and more importantly, I guess Russell, wasn't the fact that Memphis was being physical with him. When you play Russell Westbrook defensively, you don't have to be physical with him. You just have to bother him. And what was keeping Russell Westbrook from going to the rim and finishing or getting inside the paint and finishing at the rim was his ball placement last night. What would happen in Memphis in that zone is you'd see when Russell Westbrook would drive, you would see a guy go with him or two guys go with him. When Russell Westbrook had the ball down around his knees, they were very active in trying to knock the ball out. Wasn't physical. But it was enough to throw Russell off. Even if they didn't get the ball away from Russell Westbrook in doing that, it was enough to throw him off and make Russell Westbrook, or at least put in his head, that he wasn't comfortable even remotely trying to challenge it. And the argument has been made that Russell Westbrook hurt the team last night. Okay, for as clutch as he was, that opinion is dead solid right. Russell Westbrook did hurt Oklahoma City last night because there were a time or two that he was just flat Out lazy. Lazy. Best example of that came in the second quarter, and it happened two times when Russell Westbrook was put in ISO situations where it was a man on him and one guy waiting to meet him at the basket. Well, Russell Westbrook, one of the fastest players, if not the fastest guy in the NBA, is usually going to blow by that first defender. When you get to the rim, Rush, you're either going to finish. Get fouled and get the and one, or you're going to go the line for two. And last night, Russ really wasn't bad from the free throw line. He was four out of six. I'll take that from Russell Westbrook. But he didn't even attempt to go to the basket. He just pulled up and shot because it was in his head that he was going to get messed with. Not physically beat up, but messed with as far as guys doing what they could to make sure that he was disrupted. And that resulted in Russ shooting a lot of threes last night that didn't need to be shot and missing a lot of shots that, that, that frankly, he just shouldn't have been taking in the first place. Um, Russ was clutch. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And what, what I tried to defend Russ on last night, thinking about it as a whole, looking at his percentage, looking at all the all the jump shots he was taking was Russ is going to do whatever the game dictates he does. And Billy Donovan has a philosophy that if teams are going to give you open looks on jumpers or open looks on three, then you go ahead and take them. And Russ has supreme confidence in that in those shots. I mean, the great thing about Russ is it doesn't matter how many, how many he misses. When it comes to that clutch situation, Russ 100% believes he's going to be able to make that shot. And Billy Donovan loves that about him. Um, I think for the fans, it drives us absolutely crazy. We don't necessarily like that about him. But with PG being out, and there being a sense that one particular guy isn't going to step up and fill that void every night, because Jeremy Grant could be a third scoring option, but he was inconsistent last night. Abdul Nader came off the bench, I'm not ready to rely on a rookie to can consistently give you those points. Adams is good, but with PG out, people are going to pack the paint. They're going to force not only him, but everybody else in the Thunder to try and not go in the painter. They're going to make life difficult for you to score. So what does that leave Russ to do? Well, it puts a lot of pressure on Russ to shoot those jumpers. And that's what you saw out of Russ last night. And as much as I wanted to defend him for that, I don't like the fact that Russ was going away from his game and what ultimately makes him him. And that is driving to the basket. When the paint collapses. you kick out. Hopefully somebody's there to make a three or you just finish. And um, whether or not it was just Bickerstaff using the Island of Misfits toys that the, Mem- that the Memphis Grizzlies are and figuring out how to use his personnel to frustrate Oklahoma City or Russ was just in his head. The other reason I tried to defend Russ, hey, second of a back-to-back, but Memphis is playing the second of a back-to-back too, and you both had to travel. Your game a little tougher against San Antonio than their game against Dallas, but at the same time, it was just sluggish, slow movement, really and particularly from Russell Westbrook last night, um, and just not playing very savvy basketball that put the Thunder in, a 13-point hole that they had to overcome. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, Russ does have something over a lot of NBA players, but again, it's detriment. It could be a detriment to Oklahoma City. What is the one thing that he does that a lot of other guys won't do but still could ultimately hurt this team? I'll tell you next.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thank you very much for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. As always, I greatly appreciate it when you uh, listen in your car. Even when I get worked up like I did in the last segment talking about Russell Westbrook. Um, All you got to do is tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. I've even got one called Locked on Sooners, where, as you can imagine, we're talking a lot of Kyler Murray. But any podcast in the Locked on Podcast Network, just say, hey, smart device, play Locked on Thunder podcast. I don't even know if you've got to say, hey. If you don't have a Google phone, just say Siri, play, Locked on Thunder or Locked on Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Russell Westbrook, um, Billy Donovan said that Russell Westbrook, prior to, the, prior to the San Antonio game, this is what Billy Donovan said. He said, Russell Westbrook, when other players are starting to sort of gas out and lose it in an 82-game season, they're wearing down in an 82-game season, and these are not Billy Donovan's exact words, Russell Westbrook gets stronger. It doesn't affect Russell Westbrook the way it affects other players. So prior to the game last night, I wanted to ask Billy Donovan what he meant about that. Um, and, and I went down the road of asking Billy this, you know, is it, an, is it an endurance thing? Is it the way that he takes care of himself? And, and Billy did say, yeah, that, that that is some of it. You know, ultimately committed to work out, committed to keeping himself in shape and uh, not letting his body not be his temple. So everything that he puts into it, Russell Westbrook, an extremely disciplined individual. The problem is, and I call this a problem, I think this is a major problem, is that all the little aches and pains, and Billy Donovan brought this up, all the little aches and pains that usually force one guy to go to the bench and sit there. Russell Westbrook is a guy that'll go out and play with those aches and pains. And what you're saying, well, why would you say that's a problem? Because in sports, what we love are those guys that will play through the pain, the guys that will play through the hurt. Um, Tiger Woods, you know, when he did it at the U.S. Open, uh, you didn't realize how bad his knee was when he uh, was playing Rocco Mediate in an 18-hole playoff at the U.S. Open. It's like, Wow, what a great performance. Jack Youngblood, for those of you who are old enough to remember that, if you don't, Google Jack Youngblood, played in a Super Bowl with a broken leg. It's like, these are all manly. These are the great performances. Here's the problem. And here's why I say this is an issue. Because Russell Westbrook's game, as we just discussed, is all about explosiveness, okay? Okay. You're one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy in the NBA. You get to the paint, you play a physically tough game, you play an explosive game, you have to get to the rim, you have to get in the paint, and your body is going to get beat to hell over an 82 game season. So, if you've got a lower body injury, so I mean if it's something like legs, ankles, uh knees, aches and pains. Remember, especially when you're Russell Westbrook's age, okay, when you when you get to, to be right around 30, that's your body telling you that you need a break. And there are days that Russell Westbrook needs to take off because if Russell Westbrook can't be himself on the court, then he does the thunder no good. And if you're out there hobbling around and you're a step slow on defense or you can't make those cuts, those hard cuts that Russell Westbrook makes, then what advantage are you to this team? You're doing it, and in a way, you're being selfish, especially now with a guy like Dennis Schroeder sitting on the bench who has more than proven that if Russell Westbrook goes out, now granted, Paul George has to be in the lineup really for this to all work, that when Russell Westbrook goes out, Dennis Schroeder can handle being the point guard for two or three games if Russ has to sit out and get well. And I understand that for Russ, this time of year is going to be very difficult for him to ever just put himself on the bench because you've got a playoff race going on. You've got the postseason coming up and he's going to want to be there to ultimately help his team but don't do it to the detriment of your team. And it started, the reason I started thinking about it was watching him last night. And I know last night, Russ was exhausted. And when we talk about that committee thing with Paul George being out, a lot of it is, is that Russell Westbrook feels that when PG's not there, he has to be the guy. Russell Westbrook, the best way to put it about Russell Westbrook is he's your mom. Okay, now a few dads fall into this category, but it's mostly mom. That when the finances aren't where they need to be, um, when the cars aren't running, when food needs to get cooked, when kids need to get to where they need to get going, who takes care of all that Okay, in your house? Most likely it's your wife. Most likely it's mom. They're they're the caregivers. That's Russell Westbrook. He's the caregiver of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you've seen moms get run down. Saw Russell Westbrook get run down too last night. I mean, he just... Everything about it just, just ultimately bothered me. And I do wonder if sometimes he just overdoes it to the point where ultimately the team ends up paying a a hefty price for it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. You know, I'm saying all this and yet, yet in the last, in the last two minutes of last night's game, Russell Westbrook hit two huge threes and billy donovan also talked a lot about adversity last night and the teams go through adversity and overcome we get so focused and billy donovan's dead serious dead right about this we get so focused on the offensive stats and what guys do offensively is that sometimes a game like last night is very hard to appreciate last night's russell westbrook game certainly cannot be considered one of his best overall but it's a great example of what fighting through adversity is and knowing that when things aren't going right you still have to figure out a way to make a play and if you're the Thunder you'll take those wins any way you can get it right now this is the Locked on Thunder podcast I'm Eric G coming up next who should be the starting five for tomorrow well this one's easy and I'll tell you why next
1: the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama
0: Do me a favor and listen to this podcast in your car. Just tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast or Locked on Sooners. Whatever you're feeling, we'll get you to work. We'll get you back home. We'll do it all in less than 30 minutes. It is the Locked on Thunder podcast and the Locked on Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow have no choice but to go big when starting against the Minnesota Timberwolves, this is another opportunity for Markeith Morris to get out and prove his worth with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I like that big lineup. Um, actually, real quick, I'm going to go off on a tangent here and tell you that I love Markeith Morris playing the five for Oklahoma City. And the reason I love watching him play the five, like last night uh, when you see him and uh, Jeremy Grant get out there and you've got Abdul Nader on the floor and you've you've got... Morris at the five when you're going against a guy like Valanchunas who is not very athletic um, or at least looks slow Markeith Morris does a great job of guarding those guys and and being a step faster than them Uh, and being extremely active and physical defensively against those big guys um, to me it's it's a treat to watch him. Like I had no idea just how good his footwork was, how quick he could be on defense until I saw him put in that position. And the more I can see of that, the more advantageous I think it is for the Thunder as they go into the playoffs because you're going to be stuck playing some guys like a DeMarcus Cousins, uh, playing uh, Jokic, playing a Rudy Gobert. And even though those guys physically much more imposing uh, Than Markeith Morris, I think you do a really good job keeping up with him. And while you're not going to shut him down, you do a great job of trying of, of altering some of these shots and making sure that these guys are just a little off. And sometimes being a little off is all you need. But tomorrow night, you're looking at a at a big team. It's it's just like playing Philadelphia again, where you've got a big team. You've got Jeff Teague at guard, so I would think Russ takes him. Okaji, then that's probably going to be, um. Ferguson, and then after that, uh, Cat. Well, Steven Adams has got him, Sarchic, and Andrew Wiggins. I want Grant on Wiggins, okay? Because when, when Paul George is out, give me a guy that's got size and length on Andrew Wiggins and try and slow him down from the 70 points he's already torched Oklahoma City for this year. Um, the dude's averaging almost 18 points a game. I can live with it, I can live with him getting his average 40 and 30. And hitting another game winner can't live with that one. Let's get Jeremy Grant matched up on him and let's let Markeith Moritz go at Sarchic last uh for for this game and just dictate how it goes. It's how that starting lineup's gonna have to be. If Paul George isn't here, of course, if he is, then all the good with that. But I, I like the fact that for a matchup like this, you do have a Markeith Morris coming off off the bench who gives you somebody that you can put on multiple people on this Minnesota Timberwolves team and I have every confidence in the world that that he's going to keep up with him um gonna keep up with just about anybody he's put on the floor with this is the Locked on Thunder podcast I am Eric G we'll be back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about this game with the Minnesota Timberwolves and we'll start to look ahead to some of these other games that the Thunder are playing on this road trip. And which of these games, look, obviously that game with with Portland's important, but which of these next four games, Sands-Minnesota, really scare the hell out of me, I'll tell you on tomorrow's show. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and Thunder You
1: are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team,